Uncovering the reality of the learning to trade journey can be tricky in an industry filled with many myths and misconceptions. The aim of this podcast is to generate clarity over this journey through documenting the challenges and the solutions I personally experience as I move through the process from novice to consistently profitable trader. Everyone's trading journey is unique, yet if a shared tip or trick in this podcast can shave even 1% off of your learning curve, then that will be a job well done. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about how many years do you need to backtest? What sample size is enough to make informed decisions off of for your trading business? So my view of this has always been somewhat the same, but it has evolved recently um, where kind of my original view has just been solidified further based on the things I've seen. And I'm going to explain that. So in case some of you don't know, backtesting is a point in your journey where you've decided on the the trading strategy that you want to live trade and you then backtest it through historical data. So you identify your setup again, 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 each time it's appeared over the last five, 10 years, however many years you end up backtesting and you see how it performed, you see the average ROI, how many negative years were there, what was the drawdown, what was the win rate, you look into all these different things. Um, And a common question is, well, how many years do I need to practice though? And when I was at this point, (laughs) I tried to fight it, I'm not gonna lie, I tried to freaking fight it. I literally remember I went to, what was it? It was was like the London Investor Show that Jason was talking at, and I think, I'd even started backtesting where I was about to start backtesting. And I remember I was talking with George and I was like, do I really have to do 10 years? Like, how many years do you do? Do you do five years? And he was like, listen, you clearly feel more psychologically comfortable doing 10 years or you wouldn't be asking this question, basically. What do you feel more psychologically comfortable with? And I was like, 10 years. And he was like, well, then do 10 years. Stop thinking about how long it's going to take you. Start thinking about the long-term benefits this is going to have on your psychology. And, you know, sometimes it's talking to's like that that make you realise these things. And it's true, the only thing that was stopping me from backtesting 10 years worth of data, that was at the time, I was doing 2009 to 2019, which is actually 11 years. Um, Sorry, something going outside. Um, So 11 years is what I ended up doing. And actually wait, it was like 10 and a half years because this was 2019, whatever, it was 10 years, let's just say 10. So I didn't want to do 10 because I was like, this is gonna take me ages. It's gonna take me freaking ages. Five years would be far quicker. And the other thing that was pulling me to do five years was that that is kind of the average recommendation. What they say is that, what they, that sounds very, um, like a gray area, who the hell is they? So what I tend to hear people I know say is you either do five years or 100 trades minimum. Now for me, the reason I don't like, I'm not a fan of this advice and you know, it's difference of opinion. Professional traders go off of that and they're happy to do that each to their own. The reason it doesn't sit well with me is because if I was on a one minute chart, I could get 100 trades in a year. That doesn't tell me how it's performed over a decent amount of time, I would never make a decision on anything based on a year because for all I know that could be a fluke year. And I always look at things, oh God, there's a screaming child outside one sec. Okay, 
just closed both my windows. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, so I can't remember what I was saying because I was freaking interrupted in my brainwave. But I was saying something along the lines of, I did 10 years because psychologically it makes me think, okay, if something's worked for the last 10 years, chances are it's gonna work for the next 10, right? It's just further confirmation than one year on a minute chart when I'm saying that could be a fluke year, okay? That's what I was saying about the one minute chart. It could be a fluke year and that's my view of things. So I got to the point recently where I was going to do five years on my most recent strategy. It's a lower time frame, And you know, that's something to bear in mind. The higher you go in terms of time frames, the fewer number of opportunities there are because things move slower, right? Um, so I knew that I was gonna get a far bigger sample than on my previous strategy because my previous strategy focused on higher timeframes. And I thought, okay, let me do five years. And if those five years perform to my liking, then I will backtest my final rules over the last 11 and a half years, so from 2009 um, to present day. And I backtested my strategy and I was very happy with the results. And let me point out, the reason I was doing five and a half years rather than the full 10 was also because I don't want to waste my time as much as I am for doing things the right way, um, I don't see the point in me backtesting something when like 2009 to 2014 did really well. And then as soon as I hit 2015, it's just downhill from there. I want to know that this strategy is worth me putting my time into. And even if I was gonna do another strategy on the lower time frame, which I'm planning to, um, I will do the same with that because to me, that's just common sense see that it's performed well in recent years. If it is worth putting the time in, then, you know, let's go. So I filtered and I was happy, very happy, performed very well. I then started backtesting my final rules um, from 2009 and 2009 didn't do good. It didn't do good. It didn't reflect anything. Um, it didn't reflect my most recent backtesting results at all. And that, that just told me, okay, I need to, you know, backtest the full 10 years. It is what it is. Stop being lazy, you know, don't just pursue this and ignore that. And I think some people would ignore that. They'd be like, well, it's not the most recent five years, who cares? I will never ignore, even if it's 2009, I'm not gonna ignore that year and say this doesn't matter. If it's happened before, it can happen again. And I am, um, you know, I think it's very foolish to say, let's say it was a year of minus 40%. That is freaking crazy. That is a crazy ass negative year. And you're like, oh, well, it's not the most recent five years. Let me just go ahead. And then you just go ahead and you get that. Next year, 2021, you start live trading, you get it. Don't tell me you're not gonna be feeling like a fool. You're gonna be feeling like a fool. You were warned and you chose to ignore that warning sign and that is not gonna be me, Um, you know, I want to treat this seriously. I want to go into managing money, big amounts of money. I am not going into that lightly. I want to go into it full psychologically, you know, prepared. Life trading can be difficult enough as it is. Why am I gonna add to the fire? Why would I add to that? I want to be doing my future self a favor. So okay, I was like, okay, let me just freaking backtest, you know, everything I'm tracking, 
the full 10 years. And what's it taken me? It's taken me like a week to do the other, I think it was like six years. Um, and the results are very different, you know? Without applying those filters, it's done well. There are some negative years, but what I'm saying is those filters that I was applying to the most recent five years, they don't perform over time. That is what that strategy is telling me. They don't perform over time. Um, there's gonna be commonalities. Some of the filters I've noticed, they do apply over time. One of them shows very clear signals of every single year this occurs in my setups and it contributes to negative trades year upon year upon year. That is a clear sign, but another one doesn't necessarily. So that's kind of my view on things like, don't ignore something. If you test 2009 to 2020, 2009 did horrifically, but the, you know, every year since did fine. I still view that as a red flag because at some point in time it did perform that way. Someone might disagree with me. They might say, well, the most recent years, you know, have done very well. But for me, I'm not happy to take on that risk um, of knowing that this has performed terribly during one type of year and just being happy to ignore that. That is not happening. So you have to bear in mind also that the more confluence you're looking for, the lower number of setups you're going to get. I have in total, I've got like half a year, no, I've got a year left to backtest. At the moment I have 763 trades. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. This is taking me freaking long. Trust me. Um, this is on the 15 minute time frame from 2009 to 2020. That will be the full period. And the reason I have so many trades is because I'm not looking for confidence right now. I have taken the bare bones of this strategy. And what I mean by that is in the strategy I'm currently live trading, I assumed I would need a higher time frame. One sec, you're gonna have to bear the annoying noise of the sipping tea because I really wanna sip. So I assumed I needed a higher time frame. They teach at tier one, the IPDE process. The IPDE process basically says on your higher time frame, you identify and you predict what price is doing, where price is likely to go next. Then on your lower time frame, you decide and you execute. You decide how to get involved and then you execute that order, you know, if <clears throat> your rules are met. So I was like, yes, I'm using my higher time frame. And it panned out well for me, you know, my strategy performs very well, I'm very happy with it. Um, but this time round, because I was doing a lower time frame, I thought I want to keep things as simple as possible. And my ideal would be that I don't have a higher time frame. I would like to have just one chart in front of me, very simple and yeah, Bob's your uncle. So I'm tracking the higher time frame, the market state alongside I'm tracking it just like I'll track a normal filter. <clears throat> you know, if I was tracking whether the RSI is overbought or oversold at setup, I'm tracking whether the higher time frame is bullish, bearish, bullish rotation, bearish rotation. Um, and that is to see if it actually makes sense to include it when I make the decision of what the final rules are gonna be, because I don't see the point of a headache unnecessarily of having to have a higher time frame if it's not actually profitable to do so. Um, now, having said that, it's obviously important to consider what you feel comfortable with, okay? And what I mean by that is if psychologically, I feel very, you know, say I was completely 
uncertain and uncomfortable with not having a higher time frame, then I wouldn't even be looking into this because that comes first, what you feel comfortable with. The strategy that I'm currently live trading, um, that had three entry types originally, first, second, third chance. Despite, despite the first and third chance entries being profitable on Euro USD, for example, and the second chance entry being incredibly unprofitable, I still decided to drop those entries because I don't like looking for double bottoms and double tops. I don't. Maybe that's going to change at some point and I'll go back to them, but I just knew for a long time I don't like it. And I was making that decision for the right reason because you can see, even though it's freaking profitable and I did the work, it didn't appeal to me. So, you know, I don't see the point in looking into stuff that you don't feel comfortable with, even if it's profitable. So if you really want a higher time frame and don't feel comfortable otherwise, then, you know, don't generalise your rules to that extent. But, yeah, if you're on a higher time frame like the daily and you're looking for so much confluence, you're going to get a very small sample size because so much criteria needs to be met for you to actually get a valid trade signal. Um, and that's why if I were ever to do a daily time frame um, again, and when I'm saying again, I did a daily time frame. That was the first strategy I ever backtested. And eventually I realized that um, the sample size was too small and I couldn't make decisions off of it. You know, maybe that's my personality. For me, just based on sample size and kind of my opinions on things, it wasn't enough. A sample size of 20 to 40. I really don't feel comfortable with that. Even if that was over like 15 years, I still don't comfortable feel comfortable making a decision off of 20 trades um so yeah if I was going to do a daily I would do a very general strategy and I would try not to filter it down too much I know some people in tier one they're doing this strategy called the daily chore if you attended tier ones they're free trading events then you'll have seen that and it's like super basic super basic it's like me, I don't know the strategy inside out, but I mean, I've just had a conversation about it like an hour ago and the person was saying, you know, it's, let, let's just say I was looking for a higher, higher, higher close. You're looking for something that's going to appear all the time. And something like that's going to take a lot of work to see whether this is going to be profitable or not, because, you know, it might be break even. You've got to put a lot of work in. So don't think something general is just going to fall in your lap with profits. Um, either, you know, I don't think that's just an easy option, but I'm saying when it gets to the higher time frames, I do truly believe that you can't drill down to the same extent that you can with the lower time frames. You just can't. Um, and I'll be interested if someone's got a different opinion to me on that. So yeah, for me, it's 10 years, you know, I tried to go down the five year route, route and British, um, and it didn't pan out for me. I saw that the filters I wanted to apply didn't necessarily apply in um, older years and that's not the type of thing that I'm going to ignore so I would really say bottom line is do what you feel comfortable with if you feel comfortable with five years then you go ahead with your five years if it's playing on your mind and the only reason you're not doing 10 years is because it's going to take a bit longer then just think what would I be happy I did in a year I had to spend a year back testing my first strategy because I did the daily time frame, it didn't pan out. I then did a lower time frame and it was just so much back and forth and it was so frustrating. And there were so many moments where I just wanted to kill someone, like more than normal. 
And um, I'm so happy now that I spent that time. I'm so happy I spent that time because it's just necessary. It's freaking necessary. Um, so yeah, don't make decisions off of how long things take you. Make it for the right reasons. And if you don't have the time to commit to trading and you know, you're just trying to take shortcuts, then it's kind of just worth rethinking your whole approach. Um, I know this sounds kind of harsh and direct, but it's the truth, it's the truth. I would rather people be harsh and direct with me and actually say the truth than just not say anything or sugarcoat it and then you end up being the loser in the end because no one ever told you. So it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, if you've got any questions or um, alternative opinions on this, do let me know. I'll be interested to hear. But that's it. I hope you enjoyed this. Let me know what you thought and see you in next week's episode.